Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Boiler Alert Podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Ryan Bonaparte. And we're back with you this week, continuing our look at the 2023-2023 men's basketball roster, as well as the 2023 men's only football there is uh, schedule for Purdue. So today we're going to be looking at newcomer Lance Jones for Purdue uh, basketball. And then we're going to be talking about the game against Wisconsin in the football schedule. So anytime you hear Purdue football and Wisconsin, you know it is going to be heartbreaking. So hold on to your butts for that part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Ryan, I know usually uh, I, I ask you a question, and I'm going to do that today. But I'm not sure you're going to be able uh, to answer this one. So it may just be me talking to myself for a couple minutes. Does that sound good to you? Is it because I was born in 97? Partly. Partly, yeah. Okay. Um, not entirely, but that definitely is a factor, okay? Okay. So, Fair enough. I watched today a children's cartoon that was about sports and made me cry. Okay. This cartoon was Bluey. <laughs> Are you aware at all of Bluey? I know what a Bluey is. I know who <laughs> Bluey is. <laughs> So, you do not have children. No. And that's why you being born in 97 is really, is part of why you right. won't be a part of this conversation. 
so I have a child. Uh, he is a little over three years old, uh, and he watches Bluey. And Bluey, for those that don't know, is an Australian cartoon. Each episode is only like six to eight minutes long. And it just tells the exploits of Bluey, the titular character, who is um, a blue healer dog, and her sister Bingo, um, also a healer uh, breed. And they get into all sorts of adventures and all that. And it is both one of the funniest cartoons and also a cartoon that will, like, every sixth episode just make you cry uh, because it's, like, so beautiful or so heartwarming or just so emotional. And it's, like... It's ridiculous. Every parent who's ever watched it absolutely loves it. So um, for anyone out there who has uh, children of their own, I'm sure you've heard of Bluey. If not, look it up. It's all on Disney+. Plus. So yeah. Disney+, Plus released 11, I think, new episodes of Bluey uh, last week, July 12th. So we're going through them, and we get to the last new one. I think it was the last new one um, that they introduced today, and it was all about sports. And because it, mm-hmm. it's from Australia, they were watching either Australian rules football or rugby. It's not really clear to me because, again, it's a cartoon about dogs. The specifics aren't really important. <laughs> and the the dad is a huge fan of the purple team or the maroon team in this game. And he invites his neighbor over, and the neighbor is also a fan of the maroon team. But the, the neighbor's wife doesn't come, but the two kids do. And the older kid and the dad are rooting for Maroon. The little kid is like, I'm, I don't know, I haven't made a choice yet. Because the mom is a fan of the opponent, the blue team. Mm. And so the mom stays away and watches it on her own. And the dad comes and watches it with his friend, who is also a team, a fan of the Maroon team. And it is so hilarious that, like, it is everything a sports fan would do. Because the, the husband and wife watch it separately and when the wife's team scores, she yells across the yard at the husband. When the husband's team scores, she, he yells at the wife. And they're, you know, making fun of each other and going back and forth. Um, and the little kid is like, Bluey asks the little kid, Bluey and Bingo, are like, which team are you rooting for, maroon with your dad or blue with your mom? And he's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. So he watches some of the game with his mom, some of the game with his dad. And then at halftime, they meet up and are like, well, who do you want to watch the second half with? And the dad is like, you can watch it with us and cheer for Maroon. And the mom is like, you can watch it with me and cheer for Blue. And the both parents are like, but whatever you do, it's up to you. And so the kid chooses to go to Maroon and watch it with his dad. And the mom says, that's okay, honey. It's not a big deal. And walks away. And then you see the mom... And she just looks so devastated and sad mm. that her son chose to go watch the game with with her dad, with his dad, and cheer mm. for the opponent of her team. So she watches the rest of the game by herself, and her team was ahead and ultimately loses in the end. And you Ooh. see her, while everybody else is celebrating on the other side of the yard, she's watching it by herself. Her head falls into her lap, and she turns the TV off and goes to bed. And you're just like, as a ridiculous sports fan, I was like, oh my god. I don't know why it devastated me, but I was watching it and it was like, I am a child. But yet I'm also an adult watching a children's cartoon and I cried. Which, by the way, again, I've cried at like a dozen episodes of Bluey, so I'm not above it. But, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, just the fact that it was about sports and I was like, this is absurd. 
just absolutely absurd. It's a beautiful episode. Um, Bluey is the best. Spoiler alert, though. Yeah, spo- spoiler so- alert. Spoiler alert for an episode of Bluey um, for anybody out there. Maybe I'll drop that in at the top, um, but I'm, I'm, I might just be lazy and not do that because let's be honest. If you're going to watch Bluey, you're going to watch it anyway because it's a magnificent show. Um, right. But man, it, it, it's called I- The Decider. Uh, if anybody's okay. looking for it, it's it's just absolutely wonderful. Uh, the people who make Bluey, top notch. So there you go. Uh, so Ryan, thank you for allowing me to rant and uh, be yes. young so you don't have any idea what I'm talking about because you have no children. My question is, though, how many families does this happen to in Indiana? Oh, probably a lot. Yeah. I mean, growing up in Chicago, that's how it was with me for baseball. Half my family's oh, yeah. Sox fans, half Cubs fans. So I understand. It's it's um, like it's like that old um, Sports Center commercial where the Michigan fan and the Ohio State fan are like cuddling and kissing on the couch, and the tagline was just "Without sports, this wouldn't be disgusting or gross or something like that." Mm-hmm. Uh, just one True. of the, one of the best ones they did, I think. Yeah. Uh, we had a house divided floor or doormat once. It has the logos of both teams. Okay, Purdue. No, Cubs socks. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't have any IU fans in our family. D- did you, of. as a as a White Sox fan, did you always wipe your feet on the Cubs version, the Cubs well, section? Well, I am the Cubs fan. Oh, you family. are the Cubs. Oh my gosh, I, I am. I'm having a day. I, I traveled. I traveled for like half the day today uh, from Pennsylvania. So that's quite all right. I mean, we can't all be Reds fans. I well, we're on a losing streak right now. So it's and especially <laughs> it's the worst because it's to the Brewers who right. is, were right below us but are now above us in the standings. Um, It'll because, never be 108 years though. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's been since 1990 that they've won one. Um, so I hope it does not get up until, you know, gosh, 108 years. So let's hope it doesn't get to 108 years. I mean, they won it in 1990, so you add 108 years to that, so 2098. I will be long dead, uh, so Mm -hmm. if it gets to that point, I won't know, but I will have been heartbroken for many years in between, but let's hope it doesn't get there. But, I mean, uh, on the other side... How great was the night they won the World Series? I was a freshman at Purdue. I woke up my entire floor. Now, what did your RA say? Well, I don't remember. I, I it would have been funny I, if your RA was like a White Sox fan. <laughs> and was like, that's yeah. it. Or an Indians fan when yeah. they still were the Indians. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good series, too. It was a good series. Oh. Great series. Um, so there we go. Um, enough bluey and enough tangents on that. So today, <laughs> as I said, we're going to talk about the. I guess you would maybe you would call him technically the newest Boilermaker. Um, I mean, I know <laughs> we've got the guys um, who are coming in and signing, um, and will be freshmen this year. Um, but Lance Jones, of course, the transfer coming in, and I will say this: the transfer portal has really made it. Um, difficult to know what you're getting um used to when it was just grad transfers you had a better idea um of what you were getting because it was so rare that there were grad transfers that you really had to be a guy that somebody wanted to land 
um, to go after them. And then with just the sheer number of people in the transfer portal, it gets I think it gets harder and harder to really know mm-hmm. what you're getting. And I don't mean this as a knock on Lance Jones at all. Um, I'm excited for what he can bring um, coming from Southern Illinois. But it's just there are so many unknowns um, as to what he brings to this Purdue squad. But Ryan, um, you know, we've both looked at him. Um, we remember when he committed to us uh, back in, gosh, what was that? That was uh, April. So he's been mm-hmm. with the program for a few months now. Um, what about him stands out? What about him? What kind of player do you think he is or can be at Purdue? Um, and I know I just dropped a big question on you. So um, I will say for the <laughs> listeners, um, he is listed at six one. He is 200 pounds. Um, he's a shooting guard. Um, he will be a uh, fifth year senior and we'll be using what we, you know, colloquially call the COVID year um, mm-hmm. with this year for the Boilermakers. Um, in his most recent season with Southern Illinois, he started 33 games, averaged 14 points. He was named third team All-Missouri Valley um, and was named to the Missouri Valley All-Defensive. So uh, those are all good things. Um, third team All-Missouri Valley gives me a little bit of question, um, but, you know, I, I don't. I'll be the first to admit I didn't, you know, meticulously follow the Missouri Valley Conference this year. <laughs> ah, darn. Take away your basketball card right oh, yeah, now. Yeah, I know. I know. But, yeah, so Lance Jones is definitely an athlete. Let's let, let's get that out of the way. He is an athletic and long guard who can um, shoot the ball and slash to the rim. That works in Matt Painter's system. Matt Painter needs a guy like that. True. So I think that helps with why Matt Painter went out and got Lance Jones from, you know, a smaller program in SIU. But on the other side of the ball, Lance Jones was all, def- all defense in the conference as well. So he definitely can play defense very well. And that's a Matt Painter staple. So I know we talked in the past couple weeks about Matt Painter kind of having everyone focus on defense almost too much. Lance Jones can do it both. So he's not a torch you shooter, but he can shoot the ball at a respectable clip. Um, So as long as you can provide a threat from deep, it's very important in the system that that draws defenders off of our guys inside, primarily Zach Eady. So right. that's important. I do think, if nothing else, he will provide good depth for the, well, now sophomores in Lawyer and Braden Smith. So that's never unwelcome right. in our program, having right. depth. Right, and especially when you have the scholarship. I mean, the scholarship is just sitting there, and even if Lance Jones ultimately at the end of the year we look back and are like, well, he didn't really contribute, you know, a ton to the team, it, there's there's no waste to this. You know, the scholarship was sitting open. You can argue maybe you could have used it to reward a walk-on or all that, but, um, you know, Matt Painter's trying to win, and if you can take a flyer on a guy for one season, there's no real harm in giving that a shot. So um, I think... Anytime you do that, it's it's really worth it. You may not get the results you want, but um, 
it's it's definitely worth a shot. And of course, Matt Painter, intimately um, familiar with Southern Illinois, as uh, he was the Saluki head coach uh, for one season before he came to Purdue. So uh, he's aware of what they've got going on there. So you think maybe uh, might still have some contacts and try to uh, get some some uh, more info about Lance Jones before he took the commitment. Um, one of the things that stands out to me about Jones is just his three point shooting. Not just his percentage, but his his rate. Um, mm-hmm. His freshman year, he averaged two point three a game and shot twenty nine percent. That jumped up to four point nine per game the next season, and he shot forty two percent. And then it jumped up again to six point two percent, but he fell to thirty three percent. And then his his most recent season, he took an astounding seven point six threes per game, uh, but only hit twenty eight percent. So. I would much rather have him stick around that, taking 4.9 a game, but hitting mm-hmm. 42%. Um, you know, I, I would uh, I would love that uh, for for Lance Jones. Yeah. Um, and we saw him last season kind of, or if you take a look at his stats from last season, he averaged 31 minutes, and he was a guy that they looked to. So I think some of that might have just been, oh, I have to jack up a three right. a little bit. Yeah. So that can definitely play into the um, lower three-point percentage. And I just, if we're talking about what we've been talking about in this segment is what we need to improve. Right. I would like Lance Jones to be able to get those numbers back up to what he was doing in his sophomore and junior season. Where, as you went through the three-point numbers, even his two-point or numbers and his uh, overall went down. They took a dip. Right. So his peak was 44%. He was shooting from the field his junior year. That's That would be perfect for this team. Now, clearly he's not going to be taking 12 shots a game. I just I can't yeah, see I, that happen. If, if Lance Jones is taking 12 points a game on average throughout the entire season next year, one of two things have happened. One he is phenomenal and is carrying mm-hmm. a massive load. Uh, or right. two, we've had a, a mass injury uh, event or something has gone terribly wrong. Yeah, the yeah. plague has hit Purdue. So uh, if it's the first one, great. If it's the second one, I'm very worried. Yeah. We don't want to avoid that Purdue plague. Yeah. So. I don't know what we can do, but we should work on that. Work on preventing it. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely can pass the ball. That is another important key that he can slash to the rim and pass down low. That is what you like to see because if you can get the ball into Zach Eady's big hands, he can easily go up. So right. <laughs> he had 2.4 assists last season. He's averaging 2.4 for his career at SIU. So he goes between two and three a season, which, you know, he was primarily the scorer on these teams. So he's not going to have to pass all too often in those spots, but I can see those numbers coming up tremendously um, if he's out on the floor a lot this year. Yeah. And I, and I want to reiterate the point you made earlier about his shooting percentage going into like his junior and senior year, the fact that it fell could be because he was asked to carry so much of the load for the team. 
he was asked to be the man on the offensive end. Um, and Painter is not going to ask him to do that. He will not need to do that at Purdue. So the hope is you know, that it will allow him to find better shots, um, pass up the shots that are more difficult, and get those percentages back up. So you know, keep up the defense and be selective with your shots. And honestly, I think that's, that's all we really are going to need him to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I think that's that's going to be good for for us on uh, on Mr. Lance Jones, and mm-hmm. we are going to go ahead, take a break, come back, and look ahead to everyone's favorite Purdue football opponent, the Wisconsin Badgers. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up, and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, You don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And we are back. So, as promised, we're talking Purdue football, and we have to do this. We have to talk about Wisconsin. And I want to apologize to everyone listening, because I know it's a sore subject. Anytime Wisconsin comes up, I was at the game. It was my freshman year. I know. And that's all we're going to say about it. We haven't beaten them since 2003. Moving on. It's going to be maybe a different Wisconsin team. Uh, they've got a different a different coaching staff uh, at this mm-hmm. point. Luke Fickle uh, is now the head coach over there in Wisconsin. 
Um, quite a change. They're apparently thinking of running, uh, or will run, I guess, at this point, uh, some variation of the air raid offense. And that should sound familiar should sound familiar to Purdue uh, because that is what Purdue will be running with their new uh, new coaching staff and new offensive coordinator. So it uh, could be a similar style when the two play this year, but of course it's Wisconsin, so you know they're going to run the football. Um, so, Ryan, I hope you did a little homework for us. Uh, what can you tell me about the 2023 Wisconsin Badgers? Yeah, so, uh, well... As you mentioned, Luke Fickle's coming in. He did coach the bowl game for Wisconsin. So he was there for a single game last season, and they won the guaranteed rate bowl. Gotta love these bowl names. Yeah, right. Games, uh, against Oklahoma State, 24-17. to Now, that said, there's some changes going on with this offense. Their number one quarterback, Mr. Graham Mertz, no longer there. He transferred and is now a quarterback at the University of Florida. Okay. So he went down south. Interesting trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was their number one guy. He had been for seasons. So um, quarterback-wise, they're going to be looking for some new talent that I'll touch on here in a second. Where Wisconsin always beats Purdue. The running back position. Yeah. Has not changed. Their top two threats are still there in Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi. Their third option, Isaac Garendo, did transfer. He's going with Jeff Brom in Louisville, so okay. that's something. Uh, but yeah, Braylon Allen, last season, 230 rushes, 1200, over yeah. 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns. We know Wisconsin running backs. And, and because the running back position in, at... Um... The, in the Big Ten was so great last year. He was only second team All Big Ten. Uh, just absolutely insane. <laughs> uh, yeah, mm, just just an embarrassment of riches when it comes to running backs at yeah. Wisconsin. Um, let's see. Their wide receiver room is primarily untouched. Um, they still have Skylar Bell. Uh, I'm gonna botch this name. He's the one that torched Purdue last year. Uh, Chimiri DK, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keontae's Lewis is still there. He had 300 yards and three touchdowns. So, I mean, their offense, outside of quarterback, is pretty stable, even with the coaching change, which is not what you love to see as a Purdue fan. Right, right. You're really hoping for a lot of transfers. A lot of people don't like the new coach. Maybe the fans don't like the direction they're moving. Uh, Unfortunately, that does not seem to be the case here. Especially, you know, you get Luke Fickle, who was at Cincinnati previously, took them into the college football playoff back in 2021, and they finished, you know, in the top 10 in 2020. So, he has shown that he can uh, he can coach, so it's a scary, mm-hmm. scary situation for Purdue fans. Yeah. So offensively, we, yeah, we know that that's not a uh, not ideal. But defensively, they did lose some pieces. So they lost their um, their safety in John Torchio, who finished last season with five interceptions, two of which were touchdowns. You'd think he played at Iowa. Um, <laughs> They lost Nick Herbig, who had 11 sacks on the season. 
two fumbles, 47 tackles. He went to the NFL. He's with the Steelers now, I believe. And then they lost another defensive lineman in Keanu Benton, who was second on the team in sacks with four and a half. He also went to the NFL draft. Okay. So defensively, they're losing some pieces. Now, where they're really strong and where they have a majority returning is inside linebacker. And I'm going to botch this one, too. Miami uh, Najang Meta. I apologize to that man for botching that so poorly. I mean, I think you anyway. did a pre- you did a pretty good job. I'm looking at the spelling right now. I think you did all right. <laughs> and then you have the other one, other guy at inside linebacker, Jordan Turner. That one's a little easier to pronounce for me. Yeah. So those two guys combined for over 160 tackles. Oh my! As well as five sacks. That's a that's so, a pretty good combo right there. Yeah, inside linebacker is pretty well set. I yeah. mean, when you have when your uh, interim head coach is, you know, Jim Leonard, you're gonna be pretty well set in that interior spot on the field. Yeah. So they have that returning for them. So you mentioned something. You mentioned mm-hmm. um, before you you go too deep in there. Uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier that they were looking for a quarterback position. Um, yep. Where did they land on that? Yes. So this is where I'm going next. Okay. Transfers. Okay. Gotcha. I don't. I sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't mean to jump on you there, but I wanted to make sure uh, we didn't skip it. Right. No. Yeah. They definitely need a quarterback with Graham Mertz going, and they found a quarterback in Tanner Mordecai. So the former MSU Mustang and Oklahoma Sooner came in his last two seasons at uh, SMU. He's thrown 900 passes, give or take. 66% of those he completed. Over 7,000 yards. 72 touchdowns. Oh, my. 22 interceptions. Okay. So he can sling the ball a bit, and I think that helps with air raid, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) looks like last year he threw 33 touchdowns and only threw 10 interceptions. Um, Yeah. And he completed 65% of his passes, so he, he was throwing the ball around, and mm-hmm. uh, I just and I, I I'm not gonna compare the two players. Only the fact that I remember when Wisconsin got Russell Wilson uh, for one year um, as a grad right. transfer, and at this point I didn't know who Russell Wilson was, and he came in, and you added a quarterback who was competent, and you know obviously Russell Wilson better than competent. Um, <laughs> to the Wisconsin running game, and that game was horrifying for Purdue. So, you know, if you're adding a guy like Mordecai who actually can sling the ball around to the Wisconsin running game, if they can truly get that offense clicking with those two elements, that's a scary offense. Yeah. And I should mention, Mordecai, if he chooses, has two more years of eligibility. Oh, no. Yeah. How is and that he's possible? Not How's that possible? He was already there. He was at was Oklahoma for three years and SMU for two. Um, one was COVID, I believe. One was redshirt. Oh, I guess. I guess that. Yeah. It's, yeah, that tracks. Of course, you know, waivers are given to the, in the weirdest way. I don't pretend to understand them. No, I can't either. So, um, Wisconsin also has a few other quarterbacks coming in through the transfer portal. They haven't really ever played, though, in okay. college. They yeah, so Nick it, Evers. 
and Braden Locke. So they, they they went to big schools. So they were big name recruits at the time. What schools? In, you know, they went to Oklahoma and Ole Miss. Oh, so they got two guys from Oklahoma. Yeah, that's well. So yeah, it's just the way it is. But Mordecai is going to be their like right. He's their guy. Star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they brought in a wider couple wide receivers. One from USC, who uh, only had four receptions at USC last season, and C.J. Williams. He's a former four-star recruit, so you know he can do pretty well. And it's just, he only played in five games. You know, when you go to USC and you're behind all of that talent, it can be a diamond in the rough situation. So they're high on him. They also brought in a wide receiver from Oklahoma State, of course, because it seems every opponent we're talking about brings in a transfer from the team they beat the season before. Right. Um, His name's Bryson Green. At Oklahoma State, he had a pretty good season, 36 receptions, a little under 600 yards, five touchdowns. You know, not bad numbers at all. Right. So, of course, you add that to a competent quarterback and a running game and an air raid offense, and, yeah, it 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 presents a large threat. I think that was a very nice way of saying this could be a brutal, brutal season for opponents of Wisconsin if things click into place. Right. That, that, that's, that's a key there. Now, another key, though, is offensive line. So we'll see how that happens. I'm, they did allow here, here's, two sacks last season. Here's what I'll say about Iowa's offensive line. You know they've got another 6'2", 300-pound guy coming up right behind whoever just left or whoever just <laughs> transferred because every year Wisconsin somehow finds these giants out of the Midwest and mm. they just run, they run block for 2,000 yards every season. Yeah, yeah, somehow. Interestingly enough, they got three offensive line transfers from Cincinnati. Well, there you go. Someone must have come from Cincinnati. I wonder how that happened. Yeah. So, on defense, they got a couple transfers that were uh, bigger names. Um, Darian Varner is coming from Temple. He had seven and a half sacks last season, 35 tackles. In what position is he? He can bolster that defensive line. Okay, defensive line. Yep. And then you have Jason Matry, a safety coming in from Boston College, who looks like he's a senior but was a starter for Boston College. So it's not exactly the ACC team you want, but right. it's an ACC team. Yeah, yeah. If I if I had to choose to get a a starting safety from a team in the ACC to come to my school, Boston College not necessarily the number one choice. But again, a starting safety on a power conference team, you'll take him. Yep. So, so yeah, they have talent coming in. Um, one position that they have outgoing that's very uh, important to mention, their punter. Okay. Now their we punter, found the weakness. Oh, yeah. Their punter averaged almost 44 yards a punt last year. Impressive. So he went to the NFL. Yeah. Um, and I did my homework this week. I did more homework this week. Okay. We do not have the Culver's number because I was, that's already been given. I was going to say. However, I do have the amount of punch it would take to get from Camp Randall Stadium to the Miller Brewing Company in Wisconsin. Okay. So, 
It would take them 2,927 punts. That is a lot of punts. It is. Uh, and and for, that... for those curious, uh, if you don't know what Ryan was just mentioning there, um, Sicko's committee on Twitter looked at each Big Ten school, took their average punts, and said how many punts it would take uh, from their stadium to the nearest Culver's. Uh, Wisconsin was 93.8 punts. So they were fifth in the conference. Mm. That seems low considering Culver's is like a Wisconsin staple. Yeah. Or I guess you would, mm. would it be high? The no- Oh, you're thinking of the ranking. I was thinking of the number of punts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, I believe, like I believe it's a Wisconsin butter burger. So they, they're, you know, they're slacking. Like they need mm. one. They should have one in the stadium. Yeah, I mean, that's like your bread and butter right there. Haha, <laughs> bread and butter, butter burger. <laughs> I see what you did. Mm-hmm. Um, on to some of our favorite stats. Let's see. Wisconsin ran the ball 501 times. Oof. And they averaged about 180 yards per game. Man. Passing, they passed 326 times. So over 200 more runs than passes. Uh, Just under 200 more. Or, yeah, about 175. Oh, okay, okay. And they averaged 184 passing yards a game. Wow. So 180 on the ground, 184 through the air. Certain uh, balance, of course, to the yardage there, but not to the attempts. Yeah, absolutely. They had 21 rushing touchdowns, 21 passing touchdowns. Okay, this is you're just making this up now. Nope. It's it's absolutely brutal. Thanos would love these stats. Yes, yeah, perfectly balanced. As all good things should be. Exactly. Um. All right. What else do we have here? They allowed a little under a hundred uh, rushing yards a game on defense. Allowed just over two hundred passing yards a game. So you can throw a little bit on them. Yeah. But that's not saying that much. I mean, two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they have some like an interesting kicker situation last season too. So they their start or their starting kicker at the beginning of the year was Vito Cal Calvaruso, and against I believe Illinois State, you know, a non FBS team, he he did fine. You know, kicked all seven of his extra points, kicked his one field goal, went throughout game two which they lost to Washington State in a nail-biter. He went 0-2 on field goals. Oof. Did not kick a single time the rest of the season. Oh, my. Yeah. And then his replacement went 11-14. of 14. Okay. I mean, that's respectable. Yeah. 42-42 of 42 extra points last season, so they, they're good with extra points. Yeah. I It, it kickers... It's it's obviously it's an incredibly difficult job, something that I could never do. Um, mm-hmm. But man, it, as a fan, you're watching them and you're like, you literally do one thing a game, and you can't <laughs> do it right. And it, there, it's it's a most the most frustrating position to watch, I think. But also, they get oftentimes the smallest leash. Um, you know, he missed two field goals, never kicked again. Whereas 
you know, people can miss tackles. They can get burned on a deep ball. Um, you know, they mm-hmm. can be embarrassed in any number of ways on the field, but they continue to get run out there. But kickers, it's like, yep, yep, you're done. You did it twice. I'll never <laughs> see you again. It's a weird position. Yeah, and just everyone attributes kickers with getting the yips. It's like, it's always the kickers who get the yips. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, we've seen it a bunch of times at Purdue. We've seen it in the NFL a number of times. Um, you know, uh, Travis Dorsch, one of the most storied kickers in Purdue history, went through a few rough patches and uh, made his displeasure with the fans know after winning a game uh, during that Rose Bowl <laughs> year. So uh, it, it was well-deserved, I think, on his part. He was taking a lot of crap, but it, it happens to every kicker, and they just got to be tough because uh, fans can be brutal, especially to kickers. Yes. Yeah, they can. So, so uh, overall... Overall, it sounds like Wisconsin is not going to uh, be going quietly into the night with this coaching change. No, not unless uh, Luke Fickle can somehow pull a Scott Frost. That would be great. That would be great. Um, I'll say this before uh, anybody else who likes puns listens. Maybe the football gods will be Fickle. (laughs) All right, you had a question, though. Yes. So my question comes down to Jim Leonard. Will he stay with the program? I think he has said he's leaving because it's funny. He gets a million dollars to leave the program and doesn't have to look for a job. They just owe him a cool million dollars if he quits and doesn't work. But will he stay with his beloved program? As of right now, their defensive coordinator is Mike Tressel. So it's not... Jim Leonard, but I don't know what Luke Fickle might do later on. Right. And, I mean, that's a tough spot for him because, like, he walked on, if I'm remembering correctly, as a football player at Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, now he's he had a scholarship um, and now he's back as a coach on the sidelines. So you obviously have a great love for Wisconsin, but man, it's a hard... A hard thing uh, to stay there after you know your the head coach that you were with leaves and then they retain you. I mean, ah, it's just mm-hmm. horribly awkward. I would think. Yeah, absolutely. So, poor Jim Leonard. I mean, let's let's pump the brakes there, Mister. He makes <laughs> over a million dollars a year. So, um, you know, it's what a what a weird situation because he was. Uh, he coached a lot of games for them last year. I'm looking. He coached eight of their games. Yeah. So it's it's weird with the records. For every everywhere I've looked, it's either split. It's either Jim Leonard went five and three or four and three, depending on who you count the bowl game win for. Because some oh, yeah. count it for Fickle, some count it for Leonard. I could but see that. But either way, so he went. At least four and three, if not five and three. So he I'd, did well. I had forgotten how early in the season Paul Chris got fired. Yeah, after a two and three start. Yeah, mm. that's wild. Almost, uh, almost Purdue football head coach Paul Christ, uh before we yeah. got Danny Hope. So who knows what might have been? But uh, mm. anyway, uh, yeah, it's gotta be gotta be tough for him. Maybe he'll stick around for a year, but uh, it's a hard thing to take that demotion and then just kind of stay around and try to make your uh make your reputation so you can get the job back later on that's tough um any any final thoughts on wisconsin um 
I still think, unfortunately, that jump around is one of the best uh, traditions in college sports. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to beat as far as a uh, between third and fourth quarter break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty um, good. It blows shout out of the water. I don't know why you needed to bring that into the conversation. <laughs> because Just... this is my daily re- or my weekly reminder that we need to replace shout. I mean, look, I would be behind it, but. At, at, at the same time, I think people hate Shout irrationally. Is it a great song to choose? Hello. No. Is it uniquely is it uniquely Purdue? Absolutely not. Uh, did they just shoehorn it in because they wanted to do something between the third and fourth quarter? Absolutely they did. Uh, but at this point, it's been going for so many years. We either, it's like, when was the best time to change Shout? Uh, yesterday. Or right when it happened. When is the next best time? <laughs> Tomorrow. Uh, but... It's a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing to do because you have to get a song that everybody agrees on. Doesn't upset the old people. Doesn't upset the young people. Doesn't upset the people who are paying the salaries, giving you booster money. So you, you've got to find a nice balance. And no matter what you choose, people will be upset. It, it's a tough thing to do. So you're saying we can't play Hail Fire? Oh gosh, don't even get me started on that. I've told that story on the podcast. We'll save that yes, one for another. Uh, I'll retell that one another time. But. Uh, uh. There we go, Wisconsin, and there we go. Um, mm-hmm. One more, one more Purdue basketball player down. One more Purdue football opponent down. So thank you uh, to uh, Lance Jones for coming uh, to Purdue. We'll see how it goes. And Wisconsin, I'm not looking forward to playing you. That's it. Nope. That's it. So till next time, folks. Boiler up. Hammer down.